Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Well, join me real quick tonight in Exodus 15. We're continuing to look at these things regarding and concerning God being our healer, but it's even more than that. Uh, we're, we're, we're looking uh, more about our part in receiving. And uh, we went through uh, some different things. I want to reiterate some of these things. The, the, the first thing that you have to always remember uh, when you're dealing with things in the Word of God is, number one, you have a covenant. You have a covenant, all right? That, that is so vital that I understand that. The Lord said one time to me, and I think I said it this morning, he said the reason the word is so important is that it contains your covenant. It contains your covenant. And it said it is a blood-sworn blood promise from God. And your part is just in simple faith to stand on and believe your covenant. So you have a covenant. I have a covenant that God himself initiated. Seven times in the book of Genesis, in one chapter, God called the covenant his covenant. We talked last week about how he's the one that approached Abraham. He initiated the covenant with Abraham, and he told Abraham, all you have to do is believe me. My job is to believe God. My job is to believe the covenant. I made a statement in the 1245 service today that faith does not have that many moving parts. And there are people, there are people that overcomplicate faith. Faith doesn't have that many moving parts. Faith can be boiled down to this, I believe God. That's faith. That's, that's faith in its simplest form. No, there, amen. There, there, are, there are ways to strengthen your faith. There are ways to supplement your faith. But you need to understand something, that 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 if, if a person is grimacing and straining and working, they're not, they're not in faith. Because the Bible says rest accompanies faith. It says peace accompanies faith. It says joy accompanies faith. Faith is simply seeing it in the Word and believing it. Doesn't have that many moving parts. Hallelujah. Faith is, is the major tool for the believer. When you think of some, a tool like a screwdriver, well, you know, you look at a screwdriver, you know that thing has one real purpose. To screw a screw in and unscrew a screw. Now, you can open a paint can with it. You can pry something open with it. But that's not what it's used. That's not what it's for. But it, it's, there's not that many moving parts to it. When you see something like a shovel, I'll tell you what a shovel looks like. Work, that's what a shovel looks like. But the, but the point is, you understand there's not that many moving parts to a shovel. But it gets the job done because it's efficient. Faith is efficient. You need to confess the word. I confess the word. I confess the word daily. I confess the word regularly. But when you get over and you start wondering, am I confessing enough? Am I saying enough scriptures? Am I doing enough to cause faith to work? You're missing the point. You're putting it over on you to cause your faith to work, and your faith works depending on what you believe. If you believe the word of God, your faith's working. And then I'm confessing what I'm believing. I'm not confessing trying to believe. I'm confessing what I believe. Yes, Hallelujah. Do, do you understand that? I've said this for years. You're better off to have it one scripture that you really believe and stand on it than try to, than try to confess 150 scriptures a day. Hallelujah. Because you need to confess the word. But you need to understand, you're not going to receive just because you confess the word. You're going to receive because you believe. Amen. Amen. So you, you always need to remember you have a covenant. Secondly, you need to remember the Bible's a covenant book. 
sealed with blood on both ends. The Bible is the covenant manual. In, in, the, in, the, in the Bible is your covenant. And you can go to the Word and find what your covenant says about everything that you're dealing with. But you have to dig. You have to get into it. You have to find out what the Word of God says. The Lord told us about 2024. Um, and Pastor Michelle will be bringing these, these cards back. But he said con concerning 2024, he said it will require spiritual maturity. And he said it will require that believers grow in the Word, in the Spirit, in love, and in peace. But the first thing that, it, that, that he said to me was it will require that believers grow in the Word. It will require that believers grow in the Word. Hallelujah. Well, if you're growing in the Word, you're growing in your belief in the Word. What does the Word say? You choose what the Word says. And so I have a covenant. The Bible is a covenant book sealed with blood on both ends. And then thirdly, a covenant mindset is a requirement for strong faith. If I'm going to have strong faith, i got to have a covenant mindset. All right, well, what's a covenant mindset? My covenant partner not only will not fail me, he cannot fail me. Because he made the promise. Amen. God initiated the covenant. That, that is so important. Because God initiated the covenant for what reason? Because he has the power to do what he said. And he knows he has the power to do what he said. And, and when he said what he said, and then he wrote it down and put it in a book, the words that you're reading in the Word of God carry the same power as if God was standing here speaking them himself. Because it never loses the power. It never loses the authority within it. And the covenant is the same today as it was when God gave it to Abraham. And the Bible says all Abraham had to do was believe God. And when, what, who did Abraham believe? He believed God in, in spite of his circumstance. In spite, he believed God. He chose to believe God. When God said, I'm going to make you the father of many nations, he still could not have a child with Sarah. But the Bible says in, in Genesis 15 that he chose to believe God. And when he chose to believe God, God put it down to his account as for him being in right standing. Abraham chose to believe what God said. You choose, you choose, you make a, a volitional choice to believe believe what God said you have to choose to believe it amen hallelujah yeah but nothing seems to be working but you have chosen to believe what God said that's faith is when you choose to believe what God said listen and and we're going to read in Exodus 15 but in the book of John I think it's John chapter 4 when the nobleman came to Jesus and he said my son is at home at the point of death would you come and lay your hand on him? Amen. And, and Jesus kind of talked to him a little bit, said, unless you see signs, uh, signs and wonders, you won't believe. And the man said, Lord, come down because my child's about to die. Yes, and what Jesus say? Go your way, your son lives. Right? And you remember what the man said? Do you remember what the Bible says about the man? And the man believed the word that was spoken and went his way. What did he do? And listen, he, listen, he don't have any face time. He can't FaceTime and find out if the boy's getting better. He can't call anybody. He traveled a day to get there. He's got to travel a day back. He's a whole day not knowing what's going on at home. But listen, he had chosen to believe. And when he got there, his servants met him and said, Your son lives. Right? Your son lives. And he said, What time did he start getting better? They said, Yesterday at 1 o'clock. And it said the man remembered that that was the time that Jesus said your son lives. And he and his household believed in Jesus. What, 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 what facilitated that? Jesus said go your way your son lives. His son didn't have to live if the man wouldn't have chose to believe what Jesus said. But he made a conscious choice to choose to believe what Jesus said. Your faith is just waiting on your choice. Your faith is just waiting on you to choose to believe what God said. Because you have a covenant. I, God cannot lie. 
what he has sworn. He said, I have sworn and I won't change my mind. I will not. Amen. Remember in in the book of Hebrews, it says, he has said so that we may boldly say. What did he say? I'll never leave you or I'll never forsake you. Is that right? So that we can boldly say, if he said it, I can say what he said. If he said it, I can put my faith on it. I can believe it. I can act on it. I can choose it. Glory to God. Do you see that? So covenant mindset, requirement for strong faith. Hallelujah. In uh, Exodus 15, and uh, glory. Glory. Let's go, go to verse 26 for the sake of time. He said, if you would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, keep all of his statutes, I'll, I'll, I will allow. The King James says I will put, but in, in, it's, it's actually in the um, permissive, I will allow or I will not permit any of these diseases on you that were allowed upon the Egyptians. Now notice, for I am the Lord that heals you. That's how, it would be, that's how it would be stated. Amen. They were allowed on them. Well, why? Because the verse previous tells us they didn't hearken diligently his, to, to his commandments. They wouldn't do what he said, so they came on him. But God said, I'm the Lord that heals you. This is important. And, and notice, he uses the, 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 the name of God. He uses the name Jehovah, the Lord. I am the Lord. Jehovah, self-existent one. Oh, glory. See, that builds your faith about what God can do. God doesn't need anybody to make him God. The Bible, the Bible, I've heard people say, well, just prove to me there's a God. Well, the Bible never tries to prove to you that there's a God. It just states that he is. God is so great, he needs no one to prove that he exists. He just exists. He's the self-existent one. Amen. That heals you. Jehovah Rapha. One of the seven compound names of God. Jehovah Rapha. Healer. Jehovah, your healer. The self-existent God that heals you. One translation says, I, the Lord, am your physician. The Lord's my physician. I might go to a doctor, but the Lord's my physician. Amen. I, 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 I might go get checked up, but the Lord's my physician. Hallelujah. I told you the testimony, but we can shout about it again. The, 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 the lady at the 1245 service that came to me and uh, her sister had been diagnosed. The doctor said she had a, a growth, a tumor in her throat, and, and, and it, was, it was getting bad. And, but we prayed for her, agreed in prayer, and, I, and, I, and if I remember right, we sent a handkerchief. And they gave it to her and told her we had agreed in prayer. And she said the moment that she, she began to uh, uh, got that handkerchief and knew we had agreed in prayer, she said in a couple days she started to feel different. So she decided to go back to the doctor and find out why she was feeling different. And they scanned her again. And the doctor said, that thing has disappeared. Why? Because he is our physician. One translation says, I, uh, the, the MSTC says, I am the Lord your surgeon. I'm the Lord your surgeon. So it can be there today and not be there tomorrow. It can be there tonight and be gone by the time you get home. Amen. Why? Because you have a covenant and you have a covenant mindset and you believe God. And if you believe that God will do what God said, God will do what he said. And that, that's the simplicity of it. Your part is believe God. Amen. Every time I look at Brother Ralph, I want to shout. Because I, I remember one night we were praying for people with backs in here. And he was standing right over here. I, I testified about him today. And, and, and I, was, I was walking around praying, and as I was getting closer to him, I could hear him saying, Lord, I receive. I receive. I receive it right now in the name of Jesus. And I went to put my hand on his chest and my hand on his back, but I never got to touch him. I never got to touch him. And you could audibly hear it. His back just went crack, 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 crack. And he just went, whoo, glory to God, I got it, and walked off. <laughs> Amen. I never touched him. Who touched him? The Lord, his healer. 
Amen. I don't know if there was an angel there adjusting him, chiropractic angel. I don't know. Not, I don't know that there's a chiropractic angel. Don't go out here and say I said that. I don't know. But but some he he got an adjustment and I didn't touch him. It was there, but it's gone. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm the Lord, your surgeon. Hallelujah. I am is a blank check. Whatever I need God to be, that is what he is. He is that. He, and, and here's the thing. Because of his covenant, he is eternally that. Eternally. He's always my healer. Always. He's always my provider. Because he told, he told his covenant partner, who is my father of faith, and whose covenant I was brought into, he said, I am Jehovah El Shaddai, and I see and I provide. What did he see in Abraham on the mountain? What did he see about that? He saw that Abraham needed to be provided with a sacrifice, and he saw it, and he provided it. Glory to God. God sees what you have need of, and he provides it. Why? Because he's your covenant partner. Everything that you have need of, that you, you need to be provided, your covenant partner is the provisionary arm of that. You just have to believe him. Amen. And it doesn't matter how, how much they're costing. It doesn't matter how, how expensive things are. He's got it. He said, I've got it. He said, I'll provide. He, he said in the book of Philippians, he said, I will supply all of your need according to my rich. Do, do you see that? The bankroll is on my covenant partner. That, that, the responsibility is on him. My job, believe. Hallelujah. We really got the easy end of the deal. Because we believe a God who's all-powerful that cannot lie, that has never failed and will never fail and initiated a covenant with our father Abraham and said, I'm making a promise and I'm swearing by myself because I can't swear by any greater. I'll make a promise by myself. And Hebrews said he swore and that there were two immutable, unchangeable things that God did. He made a promise to Abraham and then he swore an oath. So he made a promise to Abraham and then he sealed himself with an oath. covenant mindset am i helping you he is the lord that is eternally our healer look at exodus 23 this is so important because we're choosing this exodus 23 25 you shall serve the lord your god and he'll bless your bread and water and i will take sickness away from the midst of you there will nothing cast their young nor be barren in thy land. The number of your days, notice, I will fulfill. I will take sickness. Now notice when he says, I will, covenant language. It's a promise. I will take sickness from your midst. Is that what he said? I will take it. If it's there, what will he do with it? If it's there, what will he do with it? Might take it. Might, will, covenant language, I will take it from you. You got to believe that. I say you got to believe that. Glory be to God. And then notice, nothing will cast their young nor be barren in your land. So, so days of miscarriage in any area of your life are over with. Because he said, nothing will cast their young or be barren in your land. The number of your days I will fulfill. Your covenant partner says, I will see to it that you live out the total number of your days and you fulfill them. Amen. That's, that's why you're not going to die young. You're not going to die before your time, if that's how you want to say it. You're going to live out every one of your days. Why? Because you have a covenant with God Almighty. And he said, I'll see to it that you live out your days. Woo, glory to God. Amen. Amen. That's so, that's so important. That's so important. 
Amen. Because the world wants to try to tell you when you're, you're over the hill. The world wants to tell you when you need to take a back seat. The world wants to tell you when you need to start slowing down. He said, I will fulfill the number of your days. If Moses, now, now you got to understand, I'm not picking on Moses. But if Moses, a man that wasn't even born again, did not have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of him. God said, you need to go up the mountain because you can't go over into the promised land because of your disobedience at the water of Marah, he said, I'm going to take you and I'm going to show you the promised land. And it said, Moses climbed the mountain at 120 years of age and his eyesight wasn't dim and his natural strength was not abated. Moses walked up healthy and vibrant at 120 years of age and died on a mountain and wasn't sick, wasn't decrepit, wasn't wore out. Why? He had a covenant. God, am I helping y'all? God brought the people of Israel out of bondage, a people that had largely forgot about God. And he brought them out of bondage, 400 years of bondage, and the Bible says there was not one weak or feeble person among them. Not one. Well, they had a covenant with God. I heard people say when they ate the Passover meal, God healed them. That might have been when he did it. I don't know. But I know they had been in bondage for 400 years, and the Bible says it was sore bondage. 430 years, actually, according to Acts. Sore bondage. In, in other words, they weren't there hanging out, drinking uh, uh, lemonade, visiting. They were working. They were making bricks with no straw. They were in bondage. And they left, and not one sick or feeble person among them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, i got to believe that. I don't have to be sick. I, I, don't have to, I don't have to fall apart. I don't have to get weak. I don't have to have this go and that go and this fall apart and this not working, right? Because, because of this verse, because of these scriptures. Now, you got your part to play. you got your part nutritionally and, and, and exercise and things of that nature. But here's the thing. God said, I'll keep you that way. See, see, tell your neighbor, I'm not sick now, and I don't plan to be sick. Tell him one more time, I'm not sick now, and I don't plan to be sick. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember when the, when the, when the pandemic hit, and I know all y'all do too. And isn't that funny how history now, now we, you know, we look back and all of us remember that. And, 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 you know, there were people, now, now, please don't misunderstand me. I know there are people that battled things, and I'm, and I'm not battled COVID. I'm not, I'm not saying if you dealt with COVID that you did something wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But here's what I want you to understand. There were people, even Christians, that just started just assuming you just had to have it. It's inevitable. Everybody's going to know somebody that had it. Well, if you don't know anybody else that didn't have it, you do know now one now. You know one now. I never got it. I don't ever plan to get it. That doesn't make me better than anybody else. I made the decision. You remember me standing in this church when they came out and said it was hitting. I said, I don't mind telling you, I'll never have it. And my family will never have it. Never have it. Not going to have it. I don't have to have it. You don't have to have it. Now that sounds simple. What's the difference? What do you believe? What do you believe? Prophet Ford said something to me the other night. And, and, and uh, we, we were talking after uh, Monday night. I had the privilege of ministering at his 42nd anniversary celebration. Amen. Uh, Monday night. And, and we were talking after church. And I administered on how faith is a choice. And he made a statement to me that just resonated with me. He said, he said what, I, what I see that has happened is that you've had faith ministers that would minister on mental ascent and not being in mental ascent and then turned around and they were in mental ascent. Mental ascent says the word's true, what God said is true, but mental ascent never chooses to believe it. Faith chooses to believe it. And then faith acts like it has chosen to believe it. 
If you choose to believe that God's your healer, then you choose to act like God's your healer. Doesn't mean that you don't go to the doctor, you don't take an aspirin, but what it means is you choose to act like God's your healer. You choose to act like he's taking sickness away from your midst. You choose to act like nothing is going to be barren or unfruitful in your life. Amen. Amen. Do you see that? Hallelujah. You're not, you're not going to lose your life. Why? Because you have a covenant. And part of what's part of your covenant? With long life, I'll satisfy him and show him my salvation, my ability to keep him, my ability to protect him, my ability to deliver him, my ability to make things right in his life. You have a covenant right there. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, but the pressure's on. Don't choose to believe the pressure. Choose the word. Choose what the covenant says. The, the pressure is designed to move you away from the covenant. Do you see that? Don't, don't choose the pressure. Choose the covenant. Oh, hallelujah. So we have a covenant that says, if sickness is there, our healer will take it away. Look at John chapter 1. Oh, Glory. Are you receiving tonight? Hallelujah. Glory. And you know, you might get a bad report, but what do you choose to believe? We sang the song this morning, whose report will you believe? And just because I don't have anybody else to use, I used ourselves. You know, we're not, Pastor Michelle and I are not immune from getting a bad report. But what do we choose to believe? Hallelujah. We went to the doctor one time and got a bad report. The doctor said this, this, and it was a bad report. We had to sit down after we got the bad report. See, it never changes. The principles of how you go to your covenant never change. We just didn't look at the bad report and say, oh, no, we're not worried about that. We, we got it. Well, that's what we knew. We knew it was going to be all right, but we got the word out. This is what the word says. This is what the covenant says. I got the word out and quoted it over my wife. This is what the word says. This is what your covenant says. This is what we're believing. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, did everything change immediately? Everything didn't change immediately, and we're still looking for some things to change. But they're changing because of what we have chosen to believe. Are you following me? The, 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 the man that, that we testified about that fell off the crane in New Mexico, one family member of, of one of the families in our, in our uh, uh, afternoon service, fell off the crane in New Mexico, shattered all the bones in his feet, and the doctors told him, you'll never walk again. There's nothing we can do. We can't put your feet back together. You'll, it, it, you, you'll never walk again. And, and the man was so desperate. Well, me and his uh, niece agreed in prayer. And we agreed that, that his, and here's the scripture the Lord brought to me, that his bones would be knit together. David said, you knit my bones in my mother's womb. If God can knit the bones of a baby together, God can knit the bones of a grown man together. Isn't that right? And, and, and she called him and said, Pastor and I have agreed, and this is what we've agreed about. Here's what he said. I believe that. I believe that. So they told him one day, they said, there's nothing we can do. That night, God is my witness. That night, he's laying in the hospital room, and he told them this testimony. I woke up, and somebody was rubbing my feet, but there was nobody in the room. And he said, who, now he said, whoever, he said, whoever it was went each toe and straightened it and went down my foot and straightened it. And he said, I could feel the bones moving. And the next morning, the doctor came in and examined him and said, my goodness, he said, he said, your, your, your feet are back together. And he said, the only thing that we're going to have to work on is your heels. And we can do that. So he went from you're never going to walk again to your feet are healed. You just, you just got to choose to believe God. 
I know that sounds elementary, but you, ju- you just have to choose to believe God. Don't fall into that trap of, oh, my eyesight's going. Choose to believe that the eyes of the righteous get brighter and brighter, the hearing ear and the seeing eye and the hearing ear, the Lord's made both of them. And the Bible says your healer, Jesus, went about and he gave sight to the blind and he calls the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. You don't have to go down that road. You don't have to lose your eyesight, lose your hearing, lose your faculties because you have a covenant with God that says they were given to you and they're good. Mm. Hallelujah. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory is of, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 18, no man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Now, the Amplified Bible says no man has ever seen God at any time. The only unique Son of the only begotten God who is in the bosom, in the intimate presence of the Father. Notice, he has declared him, revealed him, Brought him out where he can be seen. He has interpreted him and made him known. He's interpreted him and made him known. Hallelujah. Notice John 14. Glory to God. Amen. I'm I'm declaring over you that you'll never suffer shortage another day in your life. You will never suffer shortage another day in your life. This You will never suffer shortage another day in your life. Lack is the thing of your past. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. John, John 14, verse 8. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. It sufficeth us. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you? You don't know me. You that, when you, he that has seen me seen the Father. How do you say then, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I'm in the Father, the Father in me? The words I speak unto you, I speak not of my own self, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. The Amplified says, do you not believe that I am in the Father? And the Father is in me. What I'm telling you, I don't say on my own authority and of my own accord. But the Father who lives continually in me does His works, His own miracles and deeds of power. The Father was working in Jesus to fulfill the covenant. This is so important. God needed to get Jesus, the man, into the earth so that God could do the covenant work through Jesus, the man. Had to get him into the earth so he could do the covenant work through Jesus, the man. What's our part of the covenant? Faith and obedience. Faith and obedience. That's my part of the covenant. Hallelujah. So important. Because Jesus, notice what he said. Notice who's working through Jesus, the healer. The healer. That's why the Bible says in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. That's not oneness theology. That's saying that Jesus was God. Jesus will say Jesus was all God and all man. He was. He was all God and all man. 100% God and 100% man. And the Father was working in Jesus. Who was doing the works? Jesus himself said the Father was doing the works. The Bible says that Jesus interpreted the Father, brought him out in the open, and made him seen. Who was he making known and interpreting? The Father. Who was doing the works through Jesus? The Father. Who did the Father say he was in the book of Exodus? Your healer. So when Jesus laid hands on somebody, yes, the healer was laying hands on somebody because it was the Father that was doing it. And when sickness was there, what did the Father do? Took it away. And every time you say, I'm healed in the name of Jesus, what does the Father do? Takes it away. Because he can't change. He can't do different. Do you understand that? God backed himself in a corner when he said, I swear. I can't do anything other than this. 
If you believe me, I must meet your needs because I've sworn in blood that I'll do it. I can't change my mind. Do you see that? He's backed himself into a corner on purpose because he wants you to believe him. He wants you to believe him so badly. He said, I looked for somebody else to swear by, and I couldn't find anybody greater, so I swore by myself. Glory to God. What was his promise to Abraham? The same promise to you. Surely, blessing, I will bless you. I'll bless you. I'll make a great nation of you. I'll make your name great. Them that bless you, I'll bless. And them that curse you, I'll curse. Everything that God promised Abraham is what God promised us. And we're a part of it through the person of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ. God still stands in covenant blood that is still speaking in the holies of holies in heaven. And he's still swearing to that blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Mm. Hallelujah. So when I tell you you can't fail, you can't. Because God's behind you. God's for you. That's why I said, if God be for us, who? Just who? Who? Amen. I remember, I remember studying that out one time. And, and that's a question that Paul leaves open-ended. And it's like he's got a list of people that can be against you. And he's naming them. And then he goes, see all that? But listen, if God be for you, who? Who on this list can be against you? And remember what I said? Height, depth, tribulation, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. Nope. In all these things, we're more than conquerors. Why? Because if God's for you. Now, now, always define who's God. And people say, well, he's God. You're a covenant partner. That's who God is. God's your covenant partner. And so because he's your covenant partner, nobody can be against you. That's why no weapon formed against you will prosper. They'll form it, but it won't prosper. Every tongue that shall rise up against you in judgment, what will happen? You will condemn it. Who will condemn it? You will condemn it. He didn't say, I'll condemn it. He said, you'll condemn it. Hallelujah. This is important. Whew. Look at Mark 7. And, and you know, to this day, that's still how I view that. I see God standing in covenant blood, swearing an oath to me. Faith is personal. Faith is personal. You have a personal covenant with a personal God. He is your God. He said, I'll be their God and they'll be my people. Amen. Well, who, listen, who, what, people say, well, that was the Jew. No, that was those that are in the covenant. And we've been brought into the covenant. So he is our God and we are his people. Glory to God. Glory to God. And when God sees you in your situation, he says, just believe me. I'll do what I promise. Just believe me. Just believe me. Amen. Just believe me. And you got to see him doing that. He, amen. I, I, I've said this before. The throne of God is behind the covenant. The throne of God is behind the covenant. That's why he can make statements like, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. That's why he could say not one jot or one tittle of this word will fail to come to pass. Or heaven will pass away. Why? Because God put everything on the line when he swore a blood oath. Everything. He put everything on the line. When God said, I cannot lie, he put everything on the line. He has bound himself to his word. A amen. And that's why when you read in the book of Numbers chapter 23, and you remember Balaam came to, to or Balak came to hire Balaam, and, he, and you know he wanted him to curse the people of God. Now, wait a minute. These are covenant folks. Them that bless you, I'll bless them. They curse you, I'll curse them. Is that right? And Balaam said, or Balak said, come on, curse them for me. And Balak said, build an altar. And, and I'll do it. Woo! And, 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 and they built the altar, and he started blessing them. Balaam said, what you doing, man? I hired you to curse these folks, and you blessed them. What, you remember what he said? I know it's elementary, but you remember what he said. God has blessed them. 
And what God has blessed, I can't curse. He didn't say, I won't. He said, I can't. They can't curse you because the blessing is working for you. They can't curse you because your covenant God said they can't curse you because you're under covenant with me. It, 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 you just have to believe it. Hallelujah. The best thing anybody can do for themselves is be your friend. Because no weapon formed against you will prosper. I tell people this all the time. I tell my churches this all the time. And I've had people say I'm full of myself, but I don't give a ringy-ding about that. Because I'm telling you something. If you're hooked up to me in this ministry, you will not fail. You cannot fail. You will not go under. Because the blessing of the covenant God is on this ministry. And you cannot fail. You will come to this church and you will get raises and bonuses. You will get benefits. You will get sales and commissions. You will find money. You'll come out of debt. Your finances will improve. Your health will improve. Your marriage will improve. Why? We are in covenant with Almighty God and you cannot lose hooked up to God's covenant. Hallelujah. I had a person say one time, well, he just makes the ministry all about himself. It's not all about me. I'm the one that God called to do this. I'm the one that God called to found this. The blessing of God is on my life, and there's increase by association. And when you increase with prosperous people, you're going to prosper, and you're going to succeed. Glory to God. Same thing happened. Listen, when you sow seed into the reality of the gospel, the blessing, the anointing on Prophet Ford and Miss Jesse begins to flow in your house. It begins to flow in your family. It begins to flow in your business. Why? Because, listen, it's not about a person. It's about the anointing and the blessing on the person. God said that. He said if you, if you, give, if you give, he said if you give a prophet a drink of water, in the name of a prophet, you'll get that blessing back on your life. That's a covenant promise. That's a co- but there are people that give and sow and act like they haven't done anything. Give and then worry. Why would you give and then worry when God's your covenant partner? God bankrolls what you need. Oh, I'm helping you. I'm helping me. I'm, I've been telling my wife, I'm entering into 2024 being just more of what I am. If it's possible, I'm going to be more word of faith in 2024 than I've ever been the last 30 years. If it's possible, that's what I'm going to be. Oh, glory to God. Amen. 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 We're not forsaking it. You're not forsaking it. He told me, he said, you preach the pure word of faith in the manner you learned it. He said, you stay with your fathers and you'll stay safe. I've never seen such a generation that's abandoning the people that helped them and saw them through things that they couldn't get through them own selves. And and now they abandon them for something else, something slicker, something more shiny, something more fashionable. I'm telling you, when those people have a need in their life, they're going to come breaking the doors down where they used to be able to get their answers because there's still people that have a covenant mindset and a covenant idea of who God is. Woo, glory. That's why he said, uh, that's why he said, he said, in the time of famine, you'll laugh. Why? Because my God, my covenant partner, owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And my daddy used to say, there's a tater on every hill. You can eat steak and potatoes all the time if you like it. Isn't that wonderful? Do you have a few more minutes? Mark chapter 7, did you ever get there? God has backed himself into a corner. And when I say that, I don't mean that bad. He did that willingly. He bound himself to his word. When when you look at the word of God, God is bound to this. That's why he said, put me in remembrance of my word. Not because I forgot it. Bring the word to me. What's your covenant say? And bring your covenant to me. I, you know, I, and I know you probably do it too. I'm not telling you maybe anything you don't do. But I take the word to him. Amen. But Brother Jim and I pray together. And, and, and we were praying together the other morning, the other morning in, in the office in here. And I said, this is what we're going to pray about. And, and you can ask him. I just went to the scriptures. I said, now, Father, this is what the word says. 
This is what the Word says right here. The Word says you're going to give us a place of our own and we'll not be moved anymore. That we'll not be plucked up. This is what the Word says. The Word says in the book of Isaiah, Father, that in the last days the local church will be the most important place on earth. Now I expect that to come to pass. And I've had people that have heard me pray before saying, boy, you're presumptuous. I'm not presumptuous knowing my covenant and going to Him with the covenant. Amen. I, I, I'll tell you, uh, I, we, I, I, I bought a new vehicle. I say I bought a new vehicle. Church bought a new vehicle. Uh, because for me, traveling back in two. And uh, it was the first brand new vehicle the ministry ever paid cash for. But we did it. Amen. And, and one week to the day, I'm in the Kroger parking lot. And there was a young lady that wasn't watching what she was doing, and she backed into me. I was, I was moving out. Now, there's two things I want you to see here. Two things I want you to see here. Amen. First of all, I knew how I responded to that was going to determine how it went. So I got out of the car and cooled myself down and walked around, and, and you know, she had an attitude. That's okay. They don't have to have a good attitude. I said, well, young lady, I said, you hit me, so I'm calling the police. And then I wouldn't let her leave. That kind of made her mad, too. But, but, but I said, I'm going I'm to call the police. Call the police. Well, here's the bottom line. Here's what I'm trying to get to. When I got home, immediately my wife and I took hands, and we said, no, 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 we will not be devoured. We will be restored. Amen. See, that, that's in the covenant, right? You'll not be devoured. Why? I'm a tither. I'm a tither. Tith tith tithing, tithing, right? I, I have tither's rights. We'll not be devoured. But secondly, listen, secondly, secondly, I, I, I knew what to do. I knew the procedure. So the next day, I, I called her insurance company, and they began to ask me questions. They said, like questions like this, well, who do you think's at fault? Well, it's her. Well, we'll pull up the footage, and we'll see. I said, okay, that's fine. And they pulled up the footage. Here's, here's where I want to get you. They called me the other day, and they said, well, uh, we want you to understand that we're going to accept 100% liability. We're going to fix your car. We're going to put it back to, I can't be devoured because my covenant partner said I won't be devoured. It's not about a car. It's about me. He's in covenant with me, not my car. And he'll do whatever he's got to do to make sure I'm not devoured. And he swore that. He swore it. Amen. Mark chapter 7, verse 24. Let me hurry. Whew. This, this is, the, uh, for the sake of time, this, this is the woman, the Syrophoenician woman, the Syrian, that came to Jesus. And you'll remember, uh, Jesus said, verse 27, let the children first be filled, not, not right to take the children's bread, cast at the dogs. She said, yes, Lord, but the dogs eat the, under the table, eat of the children's crumbs. He said, go your way. For this saying, go your way, the devil's gone out of your daughter. And when she was come to her house, she found the devil gone out and her daughter laid upon the bed. Now we know that this woman had no covenant, so therefore she had no healer. She had no help. She had no hope. And Jesus called those with a covenant children and those without dogs. No, no, listen, no matter how hard you try, a dog will never be a child. You can put clothes on it. You can paint its toenails. I used to know a lady that put bows in the dog's ears and, and, and painted her toenails. And I mean, that, 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 that dog lived better than a third of the world. And she'd say, oh, it's my baby, and this is my child. No, it's not. That's a dog. Now, I have a little cute five-pound little black pup, puppy poodle that, that is just, when she sees me, she just thinks her world has showed up. All right? But she's not a child. There's a difference between my child and my dog. Are you following me? Now, this is important. He said, let the children first be filled. In other words, there'll be a time for those without a covenant to eat, but not now. He said to her, the Amplified Bible says, because of this saying, you may go your way. The demon's gone out of your daughter permanently. And she went home and found the child thrown on the couch and the demon departed. <sighs> when she believed. This is a picture of us before Christ. No hope. 
under the bondage of the enemy. But by faith, we entered into the covenant and found freedom. No hope. Had no hope. No way of getting ourselves free. But by faith, we entered into the covenant and found freedom. In Luke chapter 17. Hallelujah. I've preached myself happy about four times. Luke chapter 7, verse 11. And it came to pass... Uh, Luke 17, I said 7. Luke 17, 11. It came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, and he entered into a certain village. There met him ten men that were lepers, which stood far off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, were there not ten cleansed, where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go your way, your faith has made you whole. Glory to God. They encountered what? The faithful God who keeps mercy. People say they encountered Jesus. They encountered the faithful God that keeps mercy. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9. The Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God that keeps covenant and mercy unto a thousand generations. And the Bible says that the Father was in Jesus doing the work. Amen. Hallelujah. And when they encountered the faithful God, watch, who keeps covenant, what happened? They were cleansed. There was not a question. Do, Do you realize And you can study it for yourself. And I have studied the four Gospels extensively. Most of my teaching on healing, you can ask anybody that comes to healing school regularly, I teach out the four Gospels. Because the ministry of Jesus is is a picture of the will of God for all people for all time. Amen. And when when you study this out, you will will find something concerning the, 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 the healing ministry of Jesus. Jesus healed everybody that would believe. See, now, the reason I know this is where is the only place you see people not getting healed in the Bible, in in the Gospels, in his own hometown where they wouldn't believe in him. And, And people still got healed then, just not in the numbers that they are healed. They were healed regularly. So that tells me that in all those multitudes, innumerable amount of people, and he healed them all, they were all believing. Had to. Had to believe at least that he was able to do what he said. Why? He's the covenant God. Healing is a mercy. If you've ever been sick and God healed you, you know how merciful he is. Healing is a mercy. And they asked for mercy, and what did they get? Mercy. Is that right? The Amplified Bible says, Then one of them, seeing that he was cured, turned back, recognizing, thanking, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell prostrate at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was there no one found to return and recognize and give thanks and to praise God except this alien? And he said, Get up. Go on your way. Your faith, your trust, your confidence that springs from your belief in God has restored you to health. Notice how many times he says that. Your trust, your confidence that springs from your belief in God has restored you to health. What do you, what, what do you believe in? God. What does God do? Restores you to health. Who do you believe in? God. What does God do? Blesses you. Brings you out of debt. Meets your needs. There, I, I'm, I, I just feel led of the Lord to say this. There is no financial encumbrance that you can face that God will not meet this year. He'll do it. I say he'll do it. He'll he'll do it. Well, pastor, the pressure's on. I know. I know the pressure's on. The the pressure tries to come to get you to violate the covenant. God won't violate the covenant. He can't violate the covenant. If God violates the covenant, heaven ceases to be. You can find it in the scripture. It's done. The, The throne of God is forfeit if God breaks his word. 
He can't. He won't. He won't because he can't. People say, well, God won't lie to me, will he? He he won't because he can't. Everything that God says is truth. Everything that God promises is sure. It it cannot return void. We read it this morning. Isaiah 55. The word will not return to me void. It will. Not it might. Not it can. Not it's possible. It will accomplish the thing that I send it to do. And it will prosper in what I send it to do. Right now, the word is working. Right now, the word is prospering in your life. Right now, it's producing the result that God intended for it to produce. Why? He's standing in covenant blood. They're standing on my word. They're believing me. They're exercising their faith. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot deny them. I cannot do without them. I cannot not do what I said. Hallelujah. This man was a stranger and an alien, a non-covenant man. But what did they cry out for? Mercy. They encountered the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy. Mm. By faith, this Samaritan leper entered into the covenant God made with Abraham. By faith. By faith. There's there's three instances in in the Bible, in in the Gospels, where you see uh, Gentiles enter into the covenant by faith. Three instances. And you you know what they are. We read the Syrophoenician woman, this leper right here, and the centurion, the Roman centurion. By faith, they all three entered into the covenant that God made with Abraham. And Jesus accredited their faith to their situation. All three of them, he said it was their faith that did it. Amen. Amen. Get up, go on your way. Your faith, your trust, your confidence that springs from your belief in God has restored you to hell. If his faith in God, the covenant God that keeps mercy and covenant to a thousand generations, if his faith, if his faith in God would restore him to hell, your faith in God will restore you to hell. Hallelujah. Huh. You got time for one more scripture? Ephesians 2.12. I mean, you don't have anything else to do. But sit here and build your faith. And get up in the morning with stronger faith than you had. Not that you don't have strong faith. I believe God. You know, I determined. I told my wife some, some time ago. I'm not, I'm not, not going to have to start over ever again. I mean, in any area. That's, that's important for me. I, I, I'm, I'm going to finish what God said. I'm, and and the, the reason why I say that is, and, and i got to be careful with this because I understand what people mean, but I hear so many ministers saying, you know, we got to get back to the basics. Why did we ever leave them? I don't, I don't get that. Why did we ever leave them? You know, you, listen, if, any, if, if, you, if, if you're in here and you know how to speak the English language and you know how to read, I know even myself, sometimes people think that's questionable. Does he know how to speak English? But the point is, here's where it started. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You didn't know anything about phonics. You didn't know anything about contractions, punctuation. You knew A, B, C, D, A, A, apple, B, B, ball, K, K, cat. Right? And what did you start doing? You started putting them together. K, K, cat, C. Apple, Tom, cat. Do you understand why I'm saying that? Those were the basics. I've not talked to anybody in here that started to talk to me in a sentence and said, wait a minute, cat. Because you know the basics. You operate the basics every day without even realizing it. You put sentences together, and you don't even realize it. We don't, we, we, we got to keep the basics and move on in our walk with faith. If, if we got to keep coming back and rehearsing the basics and get it all back, we, we need to be preaching and teaching this all the time. This is not basic. This is how we're supposed to live. The Bible says to just live by faith. 
The Bible says we walk by faith. The Bible says we can't please God without faith. Faith in what? Faith in God and in his covenant. Ephesians 2.12. Let me hurry. At that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Mm. At that time. Strangers from the covenants of promise. Verse 13, but now in Christ. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Ah, what have we been brought near to? The Amplified Bible says, you who once were so far away through, by, in the blood of Christ have been brought near. Near to what? Near to the covenant. Near to the promise. Near to the promise that God made to Abraham. I've been brought near to it. What does that mean? I've been made a part of it. I've been made a part of it. I was a stranger. I was an alien. I was a stranger to the covenants of promise. I'm not anymore. Hallelujah. That's why you can't fail. That's why everything you touch will be blessed because it's in the covenant. Everything comes back to that covenant mindset. Everything comes back to what do you believe about your covenant? Every person in here has a reservoir of finances that God wants to open for every person. I got to believe it. I got to believe it. I, I'm, I'm declaring this, and I'm declaring it as often as I can and as many times as I can on a regular basis. I'm telling you that the things that you have maybe have a note on, it's not going to take you as long as they think for you to pay it off. It's not going to take that long. It's not going to take that long. Hallelujah. Not, 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 not only, not only because, because God wants you to live, uh, God wants you to live debt free. It's because God wants to show himself mighty on your behalf. <sighs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and that's why you're going to see greater and greater financial miracles but not miracles in the sense of living from miracle to miracle, things where God shows up and does things on your behalf that are beyond imagination. The Bible, the Bible says that he wants to do things that are, that are above what we can ask or think. Isn't that what he said? He said, now unto him that's able to do exceeding abundantly above. Exceeding abundantly. The, the word exceeding, those are not together, exceeding abundantly. It's he exceeds abundance. Exceeding abundant, above all that you can ask or think, according to the power that works in you. What's the power that works in you? Faith. The power that works in you is the Word. The power that works in you is the covenant of God. The power that works in you, the Holy Spirit is the facilitator of the covenant. And when you believe God, the Holy Spirit sets things in motion to bring to pass what God promised you in your covenant. Whew. Ah, hallelujah. So, all that you're believing God for is no problem. Because you have a covenant. And you got to keep that mindset. Let me, let me close with this. Hallelujah. I, I made a, a statement today. You know, faith, the Bible over and over again, especially Jesus, he talked about how faith works best in a childlike mindset. Childlike mindset. You have to grow up to doubt. You have to grow up to doubt. You have to grow up to not believe. Hallelujah. A child believes. You know, if daddy says we're going to do this, they believe it. They don't know if you got the money to do it or not. But you said so. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going, we're going on a cruise, aren't we? Right? We're going, aren't we? She says that all the time. She's got a picture on the, on the refrigerator that she drew of us on a cruise. And me and her are happy and Pastor Michelle's frowning. <laughs> now, here, here's, here's, here's my point. Here's my point. Now, she believes me. She don't know if I have the money or if I'll have it then. But we're going. Why? Because he said. Is that right? That's faith. 
That's faith. When you grow up, what do you do? How? Well, let's see. But a child will go, okay. All right. And you, right? Because you're getting, you're getting, you're getting that pureness. And that's why the Bible says, unless you become as a little child, you can't enter into the kingdom. Not heaven, the kingdom. The kingdom. God's way of doing and being right. The system that God has placed on this earth that's governed by the covenant. The kingdom is governed by the covenant. And when you become as a little child, what? Faith, trust, innocence. I believe God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll, I'll, uh, let me close with this. I was, I was assistant pastor at a church one time and, uh, for a number of years, and uh, I had been preaching. The pastor was, was sick and wasn't able to preach. I, would, I, had, I, was, I had done all the preaching for about a year, maybe a little over, and I, and I was preaching on faith. I was preaching on believing God. And uh, I went to Sunday school, not because I enjoyed it. That Sunday school was embalmed with unbelief. But I went because the pastor would have went had she been able. And, you know, I'm under her authority. And I wasn't the pastor. So I went. And I was there. And, <laughs> and a, uh, a family member. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, uh, somebody I knew or an enemy. It was a family member of mine, one of my family members, stood up and, and told the Sunday school teacher, I have something to say before we start. And she said, okay, go right ahead. And this, this person, my family member, I was sitting on the third row. They turned around and looked at me and said, we're learning a lot about faith. And I, I just kind of felt like the squirrel that was looking at, you know. <laughs> and they said, I think all these faith people need to come into reality. They're living in a dream world, calling things that be not as though they were. And I had people say, what did you do? Well, I just, stood, just sat there and took it like a big boy. But, you know, I, I knew what I was believing. They're the ones that didn't get it. And when I, when I started preaching that day, I said, you know, if you think I'm in a dream world, don't wake me up. It's good over here. This is how you live. This church doesn't just have the name faith builders. That's what we are, faith builders. And if you come, your faith will be built, and your world will be framed by the Word of God. And you'll be stronger in your faith this week than you were last week. And you'll be stronger at the end of this year in your faith than you were last year. Because the Word is working mightily in you right now, effecting a change and producing a cure.